0: Robert Frost, we have miles to go before we sleep. Oh, that That's right, good. listeners. We're not sleeping <laughs> until we finish Supernatural. Oh,
1: I like God. I like how you brought up Robert Frost and took the path less less traveled.
0: Really? You think um that poem is more popular than the other poem that I don't remember? I don't remember the titles to
2: these poems.
3: Yeah, I'm sure it was about snow. <laughs> i think uh the
0: like Well, they <laughs> no, took
1: kidding. the path less traveled by is the more well-known one really yeah
0: i think i had to memorize the path one in high school
1: Me mean that's why i think it's the most well-known yeah because i did as well
3: what's up with a guy with the last name frost and he's like hey i've got an idea with this last name of mine i'll only write poems about the snow
0: Travis, I'm pretty sure there's, like, one poem about snow. Like, just that no, one. No,
3: all of his poems are about snow. <laughs> no, that's tra- why his name is Robert Frost.
0: I don't... That's not how names work, buddy. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that's not like, how that's any why, of that works.
3: <laughs> his name is Robert Frost, and that's why all of his poems are about snow. Yeah, well... <laughs> or the Wendy's Frosty. <laughs> Damn right.
0: I don't... Are you... <laughs> Travis, are you telling Our, me acclaimed American poet Robert Frost invented the Wendy's Frosty? Next you're going to be telling it. me he invented no, 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 the no, no. practice he didn't invent of dipping
3: fries Wendy's frosty. He, fries about frosty. The Wendy's uh, frosty. Okay.
0: he didn't invent the Wendy's Frosty. He just invented the practice of dipping fries and ice cream.
3: Um, are Robert Frost works in the public domain yet?
0: I don't know.
3: Because I want to take his anthology of poetry and turn it into... Uh, Robert Frost's anthology, but it's all about Wendy's
0: frosty. Don't you dare, you son of a bitch. I'm here for it. I'm trademarking that right now. I support your decision.
1: Don't listen to Ari. In fact, I have muted them.
0: (gasps) How dare you? (laughs) Jake you. Yeah,
1: Yeah, Travis, I have muted them, therefore cannot hear what they are saying.
0: Well, now I've also (laughs) muted Ben, and I can't hear what he's saying.
3: Great. So now I'm just going to be some fucking crazy gamut. Welcome to Telephone (laughs) Cast.
1: I've muted everybody. I'm the only one talking. Yay! Oh my god. Oh no. Okay.
2: I I have the power now.
0: There is a special place in my heart for American poets. um, And I find their works sacrosanct. So. You can sacrosanct yourself out of my life, bud. Cool. Friend. No, I don't, I don't know. I just like American uh, poets. I, um, I won't apologize for that.
3: Hey, do you want to know a fun fact about the Wendy's Frosty?
0: Yeah. Uh, it's not technically a Frosty or from a woman named Wendy's.
3: No. Well, um, so the Wendy's Frosty did not originate at Wendy's. It originated at... At the counter at Walgreens. Oh shit! Really? What? It, it was yeah. So Wal, you know, back when pharmacies sold like, you know, when they actually like poured soda and did malts and milkshakes and stuff, mm-hmm. the Wendy's Frosty was Walgreens' like milkshake machine chocolate drink thing. Hmm. And then when they decided that hey, we're not going to be doing that as a pharmacy anymore basically dave from wendy's stepped in and he was like hey i'll take those and that's how the wendy's frosty was born
0: i knew wendy's didn't exist they i'm sorry wendy
3: oh wendy's his daughter
0: oh okay yeah. yeah um i aren't wendy's like malt malts
3: i don't know what they are they're like i think they are malts i think it's like a. Because it's not a shake. No. Because that's something that fucking Sonic rails against them all the time. They're like, mm. we've got real ice cream shakes. And Wendy's is over here. But like, okay, but Frosty's are fucking dope.
0: Also, yeah. have you ever had a malt? Because malt ice cream is I have
3: delicious. I have malt in my cabinet right now just so mm. I can make chocolate malt. Oh, my oh, yeah. gosh.
0: That sounds great. Malt,
3: yeah, it's amazing.
0: Is like, um, okay, so if you've ever had, um, oh my God, a Christmas story, drink more. Ovaltine. Ovaltine. Ovaltine's malt. Ovaltine. Ov- mm-hmm. So if you've never been like, gone to like a restaurant and ordered a malt shake, um, which they have at some point. Do they not have malts at Sonic. Like, is that not an option?
3: No, Sonic doesn't do malts. They only do shakes. There's, mm.
0: There is a restaurant, though, like a fast food place that does malts instead in addition to shakes. Is it Dairy Queen? It's something. It's one uh, of
3: those. Yeah, I'm sure there's some, like Culver's maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But malt gets its um, flavor from malted milk powder. Mm-hmm. And yes. it is, I don't know. It's so good. There's like, there's the... Just this je ne sais quoi about it that makes it so delicious. Oh, yeah. Um, 10 hey, out of 10, guys.
3: There's um, there's a brownie recipe from Claire Savitz of previous Bon Appetit fame. Mm-hmm. And uh, her her cookbook came out. Her baking cookbook came out. And she has this recipe for malted brownies. Um, and it's it's a brownie recipe that uses malted milk powder. And it is Oh my god, Chef's kiss a million times! It is so fucking good.
1: Hell yeah!
0: That uh, that sounds amazing. I have heard about her book Dessert Person, and I really want to buy it because it looks like there's some amazing desserts <laughs> in there. Um, yeah, if you've never had malted like chocolate, whatever, go go buy yourself. Drink more Ovaltine. That's what I said to that. Go buy yourself some Ovaltine. Or get a malt milkshake because they're really
3: good. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Drink more Ovaltine.
3: This um, is not a sponsorship. No. Sponsorous. <laughs> Sponsorous. Spon- spon- sponsored do by they, Ovaltine.
0: I don't actually think they make new Ovaltine. I think there's they do. like, no, there's a lost warehouse somewhere.
3: Oh, they made all the theory. Yeah,
0: yeah, they made all the Ovaltine they ever made, like in 1952, and that's it.
3: No, 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 no. There, so there was that, but then they made new stock when A Christmas Story came out.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, because Christmas. But story. then
3: now, so now they're working off of that newer stock from like the 80s. Yeah, got <laughs> it, got <laughs> it. Okay.
0: <laughs> and that's it. And yeah. no more Ovaltine after that, unless they come out with like. Actually, there was a Christmas Story too.
3: Oh, God, you're right. Oh, I try not to think about that.
0: Remember, hey, remember back in the day when they just made a plague of terrible sequels capitalizing off of the first film's popularity? And usually these sequels were sequel in name only because they had nothing to do with the original. Yeah. Because I was reminded, okay, so every once in a while to go to sleep, I like to play the scene from American Psycho where Patrick kills Paul Allen while listening to Hue- Huey Lewis and the News, boys. Hell yeah! News. This is a
1: soothing it scene. Is. Yeah. Huey <laughs> and Lewis and the News.
0: It's very calming to me as a as someone who is an American Psycho. I just enjoy seeing another artist at work. Um, <laughs> and I was reminded of the fact that there is a movie called America American Psycho Two. Oh no! <laughs> which stars Mila Kunis and. My experience with American Psycho 2 is mostly seeing it for rent at Blockbuster. (laughs) (laughs) And then never renting it, because I think I was like, you know, nine. (laughs) And my parents weren't letting me rent something called American Psycho. Not the first or the second one. Um, But it looks fucking awful. I watched the trailer. It looks like it has nothing in common with American Psycho. And I feel like... Back in like the early two thousands, they were just like, "Hey, here's a popular movie. Let's make a sequel." And then,
1: I love how you
0: slap the name on it.
1: You're avoiding the most egregious version of this. What are avoiding? Trolls two. Oh my god, you're right. Which doesn't even have fucking trolls in it. It has oh, so goblins too.
3: I was like, They're goblins. The animated movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, what are you talking god, about? Hey, oh the my the god, the trolls, trolls franchise
3: has gone off the rail. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's fucking computer animated now. They
0: <laughs> don't even use. Uh, I don't know what they use in trolls too. Probably real goblins. I feel like probably. right.
1: But yeah, they certainly use real piss.
0: Oh god,
3: I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: have, you <laughs> have you not seen trolls? Have you not seen trolls too?
3: I have seen trolls too. I do not remember the piss scene. You can't piss on hospitality oh that okay i gotcha i was like is there a fucking pee scene i
0: i remember the piss scene in the trolls 2 porn parody it's not trolls 2 oh no nor is it trolls that has to
1: exist that has to exist by now
0: does it have to does it have to exist should we make it exist what are what are our options here is what i want to know Um,
1: No, we we don't. No. No,
0: No, we don't have to do anything. First of all, we don't have to do fucking anything. Hold on. It's not trolls to a porn parody. Disney trolls porn video? What the
3: fuck? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God. Ari, you you need to... (laughs) You need to delete your browser history now. Delete your
1: it's hard right. drive now. I have Download a VPN. more
3: RAM.
0: <laughs> Guys, I have a VPN, and I'm on incognito. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> Get another person typing on your keyboard right now. we got to out-hack the hacker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if we have two people typing on the keyboard... <laughs> yeah, um... Uh... Guys, don't Google It's Not Trolls too, a Porn Parody. Uh, save yourselves. Make sure you have your VPN turned on. Possibly set to like some vague yeah. Eastern European country.
1: Yeah, uh, by the way, if Tunnel Bear or ExpressVPN or Private Internet Access or uh, <laughs> any of these people are listening, please sponsor us.
0: Yeah, please. Oh my God. We would lo- I would love to be sponsored by Express. Do you hear me? Yeah. I've been a loyal customer for like a year and 10 out of 10. This is-
1: we are a private internet access family. Thank you very much.
0: Mm, we're an express. I family. just
3: let AT and T see everything I got going <laughs> on. <I'm saved.
0: laughs> Daddy Google is all about it. <laughs> oh <no>. hell. <laughs> Guys, we're not sponsored by anything, so, you know, we haven't given into to the man. We're not, like, bought out.
3: Um, we're sponsored by you, our <laughs> listeners, yeah. and you can become a sponsor today at <laughs> patreon.com slash chapcast. Yeah.
1: I'm not on Cameo, but if you send me 20 bucks or a dollar, I'll say almost whatever you want.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could send us a shiny new nickel, and we'd probably say whatever you want, like... <laughs> you could message us for free and we yeah. do that that there's no it, money in this it has to
1: be a 2023 nickel no <laughs> no younger nor older
0: three oh uh, <laughs> we need it for like a spell probably exactly yeah go into the future get one of those newly printed 2023 nickels. i hope that by i mean i know 2023 is only two years away but i personally hope that by 2023 we don't even need coins anymore guys let's just get rid of cash do we really need it
1: nah the only cash i need is johnny
0: i think the statute of limitations has expired on this so i can go ahead and tell y'all but when i was in high school um they, they had me write my sat essay on the penny do we need it and i wrote a hard a hard no we do not need the penny so, no more Hell pennies yeah.
1: I thought you Do were going to tell us like, something really cool And <laughs> no. then you're like, yeah, you are like I wrote
3: a, a fucking You can talk about the SAT As soon as it's done nowadays uh,
0: Yeah, yeah um, when I was in high school You could not You had to keep that shit secret for at least three years No, I don't, I don't
3: even remember What <laughs> I did an SAT essay about
0: well, I remember a bunch of weird, useless shit like the plot of Supernatural, and also the plot of Doctor Who, and also what I wrote my SAT essay about. You might not have had an SAT essay. I'm pretty sure one of the tests you didn't have to write one. You opted in.
3: No, I didn't have to, but I wanted to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this just in: Travis and I are super nerds, and always have been. <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm just a, I'm just a
1: lonely bumpkin that took the ACT.
0: Oh, did you? Um, I don't remember if the ACT had a written essay no. portion.
1: Nope. Oh, okay. It was all uh, filling in bubbles, which I'm better at writing essays than I am at filling in bubbles. Same. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Also, same. Which is why I took the SAT and took that essay.
2: I did I not know that remember... was an option.
3: <laughs> I do remember uh, I had a AP government class. Mm-hmm. And the AP test for that was an essay, and I had no idea what was going on, so <laughs> I took the prompt, and I promptly wrote an entire essay about how I knew nothing about that prompt. <laughs> what That's... did you
0: get on that AP test?
3: <laughs> I don't remember. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I only took that AP class to fill out my schedule. Hell yeah.
1: That's the uh, boldest thing took... I've ever heard
0: y'all wheat for alabama public schools i took ap biology my senior year of high school and the and my biology teacher did not agree with the theory of evolution oh no yep oh shit yep so she was a lot she was a lot mm. she was yeah
1: yeah i had a my biology teacher was a fucking seventh day adventist when i was in high school so and that's a thing nice but similar,
0: yeah. But not not yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah. Did she agree with the theory of evolution at least?
1: <clears throat> oh fuck no. Oh
0: okay, cool, cool.
1: No, we spent like uh, I think it was the first quarter of my senior year when she was teaching. Uh, fucking. What's the, what's the step up above from biology, or is it
3: uh, double biology? <laughs>
1: double yeah, biology too. I, Bas- Marine biology. It's basically biology too. Electric Boogaloo. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt she's going to listen to this podcast, so it's fine. What? Uh, we Your spent. The
0: old biology teacher isn't a supernatural fan and an avowed fan of Hey Asthma, a well, supernatural kind of... podcast.
1: What's hilarious is she's only like five or six years older than me, and she was teaching us when I was eighteen in high school. Uh, Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I
0: had a teacher like that. He was like fresh out of teaching
1: school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But the first quarter of my senior year was, uh, I don't remember what she called it, but it was learning, uh, how to like spot the differences between, in arguments between evolution and creation. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, I just remember like, it's, I don't remember, or I don't know if you guys had a similar experience with like the first time you realized you didn't have to listen to an, an adult talk and you just let the words like pass through you like in one ear out the other. Yeah. But this is, this was one of those times for me for a young Ben that was like, you know what? This is bullshit.
2: <laughs> Cause
1: I remember they're sitting there watching a video on the goddamn, I think it's like the assassin beetle or like, or like some like beetle that shoots shit out of its ass. And uh it was like, yeah, if evolution was real, this bug would not exist because it would just explode and kill itself what what yeah, and a very very similar thing for a few other bug for a few other like animals and insects and things um and then another thing was about with the great flood, because if the if the world existed in the way that atheists and evolutionists say uh, ooh evolutionists
0: I love ooh ooh sorry sorry to interrupt then so evolutionist is a word that gets thrown around but it is not it's not a word it's not a word it is something that um, people who practice apologetics made up to basically make it seem like okay so i don't know why <sighs> Okay, so real quick disclaimer, Um, if you are a person of faith that is absolutely fine and cool, I have a lot of respect for people who are different religions, Um, as long as you're chill with everybody else, I don't care what you believe. Please don't try to convert me. I'm not interested. It's happened before is why I'm like saying this. I... Yeah, anyways, so, um, for some reason, people who, some for some reason, people who are Christian apologetics, or into Christian apologetics, will try to argue that atheists and people who agree with the theory of evolution are basically like their own religion, like their own... Yeah. Flavor like it And I don't know why that is because
1: here's why. You
0: have a religion, dude.
1: <laughs> if they make they don't know how to talk to somebody without religion. And they want to either they're trying to give credence to the other person's argument or they're trying to seem or it's like a bless your heart kind of way. Yeah. Or some shit. But it's basically that's why, is so that they can sort of be demeaning in that they're like, oh, you're so cute with your science and numbers and books.
0: I think they, first of all, they wrongly assume that everyone who agrees with evolution is not a Christian.
1: Yeah, there There are Christians who believe in evolution.
0: Yeah, there are tons of Christian scientists who believe in um, evolution,
3: yeah.
1: They also believe yes. in not going to the doctor, but hey, that's another argument.
3: No, I think I think they meant scientists that are Christians. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. not
0: Christian scientists. No, yeah, <laughs> because sorry. Because I feel
3: like specifically Christian scientists, I've... that sect of Christianity, probably doesn't believe in evolution. Yes.
0: <laughs> I forgot Thanks. that Christian scientists exist I <laughs> for a second.
3: <laughs> I did not forget. <laughs> yeah. I've known
0: them. Oh, boy. Christian scientists have a very interesting... Um, yeah very interesting start in our country. To all yeah. of our Christian Scientist fans, if you exist, our apologies um, <laughs> for you forgetting you exist. <laughs> Do we have it? If you're a Christian scientist fan of Hey ask but contact us. I'm interested to know if you're real. Um, not, <laughs> not in, uh, sorry. I'm interested to know if we have any Christian Scientist fans. I'm sh- I know Christian scientists exist. Okay, moving on from that clusterfuck of a a sentence. I think, yeah, I agree, Ben. I think what it is is it's like, I think it's like a, oh man, atheists and evolutionists believe they're so much better than us, but they're also a religion. Like, they act just like us. They blindly believe in, you know, Mm -hmm. their beliefs too. Yeah. And I... I won't disagree that there aren't some atheists who are, like, really hardcore into atheism. Um, but I, I would not say that athe- atheism isn't religion. Mostly no. because just stating you're an atheist really doesn't tell you a whole lot other than they don't believe in God. It, mm-hmm. it says nothing about their actual, like, positive beliefs. Um, which is why you have so many atheists, you know, some of whom are just, like, complete dicks, and then some of whom are chill and cool. Mm-hmm.
1: It's painfully true. Yeah. Like So
0: anyways, I'm sorry. I interrupted you when you said evolutionist. Please tell me more about your teacher who said evolutionist to you.
1: Oh, no. Which like, is, so, wow. <laughs> yeah. So we basically watched these videos, and like the idea was she was trying to show us different worldviews and like how they're glasses on how you see the world. And it was just this analogy that fell apart like a newspaper in the rain. And... I mean, it kind of works, but it also kind of doesn't. But at the end of the day, in this video, what I remember is two things the bug weirdness of it dying whenever it used its attack, and this thing about a tree in that if the world, if the big bang really happened, and we just in the like the cosmic scale of how Neil deGrasse Tyson and everybody says happens, why are there trees? in the sediment that like, like that break up all of these like different layers and sedentations and whatnot that you would only get if there was a giant ass flood or some shit like that. I don't remember the whole argument. I just remember being like, it sounds like to me that a whole bunch of ice thawed. And there was a tree trunk that got pulled down a mountain, and it found some mud and got stuck in it.
0: Yeah, also, do you mean to tell me that God, an an all-perfect being, Mm -hmm. an all-knowing being intelligently designed a creature that defends itself and then dies?
1: Yeah. Oh, no, the thing doesn't die. Their (laughs) argument was, if evolution was real, that bug would 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 not exist. It would have died Along the okay. evolutionary tract
0: Got it got it got it And we
1: would never see it
0: Um, To which I say bees <laughs> Just fucking bees
3: Yeah I would say Do you know how many eggs bugs lay yeah. It's a lot Yeah, Imagine going to the store And seeing all of the eggs Now take all of those eggs And multiply it by about Another hundred million And yeah. that's yeah. how many bugs eggs lay yeah, also, it's not like there's wait, one bug That's how many eggs bugs lay Yeah. Got it that time There you <laughs> yeah. go
0: I feel I, like
1: this is going to be loosely drunk cast Because I think we're all drinking a little bit Or just tired
0: Yeah, Um. I'm not drinking But I, yeah <laughs> Words, words are hard today, man words Just blame it
1: on the mic, it's fine
0: I don't know, I just don't It's hard for me to, okay So I can see some arguments for God especially, and even from like a, not necessarily an evolution standpoint, but from like a cosmological standpoint, like I can definitely see how people would hear them and agree with them. But it's Mm. so hard for me to get behind the intelligent designer thing because when you look at how humans are designed, they're just, I'm sorry, they're just, you just cannot tell me that there was an intelligent designer who like was fucking like, I've nailed it on the first try. I don't need to go back to the drawing board. Like the yeah. fact that penises are outside of the body and so sensitive is just like there there weren't any other ideas for this y'all didn't no, have, but God anything. wanted
1: <laughs> no God saw sex, and he was like, "You know what, or he thought about sex, and he's like, You know what? I want these hairless <clears throat> monkeys to nut real good inside <laughs> each other,
0: and I want it to be weird as shit, and yeah. also I want." them to carry their sexual organs outside of their bodies where they're Mm. unprotected where anything can fucking happen
1: yeah but these men with the last names levi and wrangler and lees and lucky brand will come along one day (laughs) and forge these blue cotton arrangements
3: called jeans
0: and they'll protect
3: the man's nuts
0: oh man
3: Genes do not protect nuts that well Yeah, no They do a bad job
1: I just thought the whole leaked in was kind of funny
0: No, that was good
3: <laughs> I mean, oh I guess God. they generally protect it from being You know yeah. Seen and smashed on the reg But Yeah I th- Yeah, you, you still get messed up through some genes think what is-
0: what's your arguments for and against Euthyphro's Dilemma? Contact us at Halfcast. Let but, us know.
1: Before we do this next part, I think we need an air brevity. When's the last time y'all were hitting the genitals? And I don't mean in a fun um, way. I uh, mean I'm in zero a, a for rude. 30. You've never been attacked. Like no one's ever tried to kick you tw- betwixt the legs.
0: Never. No. Okay.
3: That's
1: fair. Try I, just, I live
0: you? a charmed life. I don't know. Yeah, you do. <laughs>
3: Um and I don't I think hang out in an with a lot of accident kids. situation maybe about six months ago I I don't quite remember see it's not but the I question. had some I, I had some sort of incident where I was uh taken down <laughs> your boys and berries were <laughs> the
0: were, family uh, jewels were in, in yeah terror. they were
1: rustled
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah they get rustled real good yeah
1: I feel that
0: Look I'm just saying that if mm. I were God, I'd have some notes mm-hmm. I'd have some notes.
1: So y'all are gonna ask me About the last time My nuts were attacked Fine
0: oh, I guess oh we're my not, God. we don't have That
1: close <laughs> sort of a friendship I'm sorry
0: I'm so sorry Ben When yeah. was the last time You got kicked in the nuts Because apparently We're a Looney Tunes cartoon I, now I, I, I didn't say
1: Kicked <laughs> in the nuts I said attacked In the genitals
0: Attack No I want to know Specifically about being kicked
1: That was uh,
0: By a human
1: Kicked in the nuts Was probably Eighth year Or about eighth grade Mm-hmm. Yes, fall. I'm not going to get into that story, but yeah, it was uh, eighth grade, uh, first half of eighth grade before I swapped schools. Uh, the last time I was attacked in my genitals, though, uh, I had an ex who bought me a weighted blanket and decided to surprise me with it while I was in bed laying on my back. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, oh, you see no. exactly where this is going, but they like they did the uh, the blanket thing where you kind of like toss it and like fold it out some.
0: Yeah, and but bring it's it weighted blanket, so. Yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: That's unfortunate.
1: Yeah. It was. <laughs> it was not fun fortunate, I'll tell you that much.
0: Wow, I wish I had an Aspen. <laughs> I, I take that
1: question back.
0: <laughs> Cut this for the podcast, Travis. No, gonna...
1: Too late. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Travis, <laughs> this episode is called Everyone Hates Hitler. What's it about? God. Oh.
3: <laughs> Oh, good grief. <laughs> I
1: love when things um, work how I want them to.
0: <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together.
3: Hey. This episode is just going to be. Uh, it's the supernatural version of Mystery Science Theater 3000, but it's Sam and Dean watching that Charlie Chaplin movie. They didn't know we made a movie called Mein Kampf.
0: The Great Dictator. No the great oh, dictator. dictator the great dictator no. jesus christ i'm sorry <laughs> no you're i don't know I'm why sorry. I had such a strong reaction you're fine i i apologize now well Travis, i don't know if supernatural is going to try their deft subtle hand at mastering the great dictator <laughs> let's let's find out
3: yeah let's do it Hell Yeah <laughs>
1: You got ready to talk about some nazis
3: yeah so i liked this episode a lot more a lot a lot a lot more than i was expecting just based on the title right
0: i think there is a disconnect between the title because okay so when I first watched this episode I was kind of expecting it to be um, well okay actually there's a later episode of Supernatural that I was expecting this episode to be in uh. tone and um plot but obviously I can't really talk about that episode um mm-hmm. <clears throat> i guess i was sort of expecting it to be like a just sort of a i don't know wolfenstein free-for-all right like yeah. just sam and dean gleefully murdering yeah. a shit ton of nazis a murderous um, romp
1: through mein Kampf.
0: yeah mm, god but yeah basically so um I was definitely surprised that there's sort of like a touching story about the importance of one's heritage. And yeah,
1: the importance of a man's yeah. grandfather. And the importance yeah. of clay. That um, was my
0: favorite part of the episode is that this episode has an honest to God golem in it.
1: It has a real goddamn Gumby in it.
3: Yeah, when I read the description on. Um, when I read the description on supernaturalwiki.com, it was like side by side with a golem. I was like, excuse me, what?
0: Yeah. And what's more is that the golem is not evil, which I was kind yeah, of expecting was, them hey, to do.
3: That was a fucking twist for me because I was like, "Uh Oh <laughs> Sam and Dean, how are Sam and Dean boys going to get out of this one?
0: Yeah. But instead the golem is like reconnect with your Jewish heritage, Adam,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: you stupid or Aaron, you stupid son of the, the actor's <laughs> name is Adam, Aaron, you stupid <laughs> son of a bitch.
3: Um, yeah. So apparently this episode is called everyone hates Hitler. Because Supernatural producer Jim Michaels was also a producer on Everybody Hates Chris. And Um, that's the reference. Got it, got it, got
0: it. Okay. I, that is a little, hmm. I think that's a little too inside baseball. Usually.
3: Yeah, that's some real inside baseball.
0: Usually I'm pretty good at like, um, recognizing the references they're making. But, I don't know, maybe it's just because Everybody Hates Chris has been off the air for, like, t- ten years.
2: Yeah. It yeah. didn't
0: have the staying power that Supernatural has. Um, alright, so what is this episode about? Oh, boy. This,
3: uh, this episode, um, do you, uh, can I do the rundown? Yeah, oh, yeah, right. you can. Okay, so we open, cold open, uh, basically a scene right out of Wolfenstein. Um, <laughs>
0: going to be a lot of Wolfenstein references. Yes, there
3: was. Uh, But yeah, basically, there's all these Germans doing some fucking crazy German Nazi shit. And then this fucking Ubermensch walks up and kills them all. Except for one dude who vanishes himself in a big old demon spell pot of fire. Fast forward to the future where Sam and Dean come across uh they finally get to the location of uh the key that they got last episode and it's a really like hip swinging 50s bunker full of swords and telegraphs and men of letters information and basically uh sam starts digging through all the books because he's a big old nerd and um at like somehow at the same time also gets wind of oh oh this is what it is he finds out about some group of rabbis that the men of letters were involved with and he looked up the dudes and he found out that one of the dudes had just recently died by spontaneous combustion (laughs) let's switch over to that real quick a very old jewish man is doing a lot of (laughs) research (laughs) at a college library and he finally finds the book that he is looking for which we saw in the cold open and it's got some kind of information in it and um he hides the book to protect it and he tells his grandson to get it uh because it's very important and then he gets combusted by some german assassin And uh, I've kind of lost my way on this. Can someone pick it up from here?
0: (laughs) Okay, so he gets combusted by a member of the Thule. A Thule. Thule. A group of Nazi occultists that were really big into magic. And in a reference to some real horrible things that actually happened at the Holocaust, they were experimenting on their victims with magic and rituals. Um, we find out that a lot of them were wiped out by a real, honest-to-God, life golem who just happens to be owned by Rabbi Bass, the, uh, the man who was spontaneously combusted. He left his golem to Aaron Bass, his grandson. Unfortunately, Aaron isn't really interested in, in his heritage or religion, and has no idea how to, like, control the golem, really. And so, um, the golem keeps wrecking all of his shit. Unfortunately, they don't give the golem a name, which I think was a real mishap, because they could have made a pretty sweet reference to the golem of Prague, but that is neither hither nor thither. So, after some, you know, I don't know, bopping around trying to get shit before the Nazis do. You know, classic, classic shenanigans like that. Uh, eventually, the soul catch up with them, and it actually, he, like, the main guy who we saw in the cold open actually knows how to control the golem, and everything looks terrible for a second, until Sam and Dean just kind of shoot him, like, they just, they yeah. they'd very easily win. That was, this is a, like, the climax of this episode is pretty weak. But,
2: <clears throat>
0: it does end with Aaron figuring out how to finally, like, take control of the golem so that he can use it to protect, you know, the Jewish people and fight against Nazis. And... Um, the episode ends with Sam and Dean settling down into the Men of Letters bunker and Sam kind of taking on the Men of Letters mantle. And that's what Hell happens.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, we basically, we finally got introduced to the big bad of the season, no?
1: Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: I mean, like, the presence of the Thule seems a lot more threatening than Crowley.
0: Oh boy! Oh!
2: oh wow,
0: oh, that's oh. a really good idea. I wish Supernatural had thought of that.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh Damn, no, Travis! That's Don't wow! Don't tell me this.
0: Wow, a secret group of Nazis that are necromancers and hell bent on reclaiming like that 1940s. You know, make Germany great again. Attitude? Wow, that would have been really fucking sweet. That's not where they go. <laughs> that's not what happens. God damn!
3: You know what? Sorry, I, I can't blame. You. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't remember quite what it was like in 2013, but maybe people were thinking, "Hey, there's no way the Nazi Party would ever want to try to come back. That's too unrealistic."
0: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Even for Supernatural, that's a little much, guys. <laughs> Uh,
3: and here we are. Yeah,
0: yeah. This title <laughs> is unf- the title of this episode. Everyone hates Hitler. Is unfortunately not fucking true. So,
2: yeah.
0: Um. Anyways. Uh.
3: But so I've heard about the bunker. This is the bunker.
0: This is the bunker.
3: Okay. Dope. I love the bunker.
0: Yes. So you know, sometimes things. Questions don't need to be asked, okay? How does the bunker have electricity? Why is there running water? Why is that robe not, you know, mothball eaten?
3: I I I really liked that. I liked that conversation between Sam and Dean, um, because it, it kind of demonstrated like how Sam has the more like man of numbers i guess like energy inside of him while dean is just like uh it's fine let's roll with it (laughs) but it also served a very like meta purpose of being like hey there's water and electricity here don't fucking worry about it okay yeah
0: it's you know their secret hideout and it's like a cool secret hideout Dean even calls it the Batcave, and honestly, it's fucking awesome. Also, I really hope he gets to use that scimitar, because I thought that was a Chekhov's gun when he, like, picks it up and everything. Holy shit. Sorry, There's a cat (laughs) climbing across my keyboard, so let me make sure I'm still recording. And yes, we're good. Sorry. Okay, good. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Okay, anyways. So, yeah, he calls it the Batcave, and, I mean, it's just cool. Also, again... I thought they were I, laying down a um, Chekhov's gun. Like I thought Dean was gonna behead a Nazi or something. Or they just go yeah, full that, and glorious bastards. I think it was out Yeah, That would have been so
3: cool. Yeah. Anyway. Uh bunker, super cool. I I know this is probably not gonna happen, but I would love to see the bunker become like a hunter hub where like Garth is there and is able to dispatch to hunters and like Kevin can hang out there and um, no one has to live on like boats anymore. And it's just like a place that they can go back to. It's, it's the, I think I said this last episode, it's the new Bobby's house.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that unfortunately DJ quails is just kind of too busy around this time to Mm. be a regular on supernatural, which is really a shame because I never complain about more Garth and they are oh, setting him up to be the new Bobby. So mm. it would make sense to have him around more and more often. Right. Um, but, yeah, uh, the bunker is really cool. I like what it means for Sam and Dean that they finally have, like, a home. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. They don't have to be on the road anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I like that Dean settles in and immediately, like, Tries on a bathrobe, takes a shower. Like, um, and then, yeah, Sam gets right to work, you know, researching, cataloging, and stuff like that. Um, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just nice to see them kind of nesting, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I think Dean even has a lot, or no, was it Sam? I don't remember who it was that had this line, but whoever it was was basically like, hey, we deserve a fucking break uh
0: Dean I think yeah I think it was Dean
2: yeah he mm-hmm.
3: was like hey we deserve this something good is finally happening yeah and I I agreed yeah and I was like yes you do deserve at least one good thing to happen to you Yeah, you deserve
1: one good thing as a treat
3: yeah mm-hmm. you can have a little bit of bunker as a treat <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, yeah, I I agree. I like this episode. Um, I don't think it's a perfect episode. Again, the climax, unfortunately, is just super rushed. Uh, I thought, anyways. Um, And I kind of, yeah, I don't know. They introduced so many interesting concepts and characters this episode that it really is a shame that, like, Yeah, sorry, Travis, this is kind of a one-off.
1: Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I I really... Because
0: that, like, they even end it with,
3: like, hey, you can kill me, but there's more of the fool.
0: Okay, so this feels... It feels like they were going to do more with this.
3: And then someone X-nayed it.
0: I don't know, I, I, I'm pretty sure the Thule do come back. I just don't, it's just not in a major way, I don't think.
3: I, I clicked on the Thule on SupernaturalWiki.com, and mm-hmm. they have about five other appearances.
0: Okay. So all, that's...
3: like, a season apart from each other. That's... So there's a season, so we have this, a season 9 appearance, an 11, a 12, and a 15 appearance.
0: Yeah. So, there you go.
3: But that's less than I would have liked.
1: And less frequent, yeah.
3: I want more Thule. And I, like, okay, here's my thoughts on that in general. It didn't have to be Nazis. I think, um, the, in the context of this episode, I think it is good, like, because it had to tie back into the men of letters at some point, and the men of letters were, like, done after the 40s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, obviously this had to harken back to that in some way, but I would have liked to see, I would have liked to have seen more modern Thule society members that were maybe not, like, eternal living Nazis. Yeah. Um, and just, like, basically new members. Uh, I think that would have been really cool.
0: Um, I think portraying, and I think that this is at least how, so I did some research into, like, how the Jewish community felt about this episode, and overall, they feel pretty positively about it, it seems. Obviously, Jews are not a monolith, so I can't speak for everyone, nor do they all have their opinions online. But the couple of reviews I did see, which were very easy to find with a quick Google search, seemed to be like, eh, this is a pretty good episode, not bad. Um... They particularly like uh, Aaron's character, um, as well as the rabbi, Rabbi Bass, um, which makes sense.
3: I I thought they were both great.
0: Yeah, and I actually do really like that this episode had a pretty big Jewish presence, um, including the golem, because I think it would have been very, very easy for the show to be like, oh, well, we're just going to be fighting against Nazis in a really general way and not talk about, you know, maybe any of their victims or anything like that. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: So I do think that Supernatural having some Jewish representation that's not just like <laughs> Rufus oh, is, absolutely. is good. Yeah,
3: The whole concept of a like secret organization of rabbis that like gather specifically to do magic against the nazis that's so fucking cool
0: yeah but um one of the reviews i did find talked about how they don't necessarily like seeing nazis in fantasy and sci-fi works Mm -hmm. and they didn't talk about why but if i had to guess i would say it would be because the nazis were real they did a bunch of fucked up shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously, we're still dealing with them to this day. There are still an insane amount of people that seem to believe that Hitler was right. Um, which he was not. Uh, which I have to caveat because those people exist. Yeah. And um, like it's just, there's some there's something of a disconnect to see them in kind of like a fantasy setting where they're not taken seriously. Um, but this particular review felt that Supernatural actually did treat them seriously enough and did like the episode overall. So... Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I mean, I think... Um, I think the the fact that the the Nazis were like kind of into the occult is kind of a it's not a widely known nugget of history knowledge.
0: Yeah, I, I was about um, to say, isn't that true? Like,
3: yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and but it's not like super super common to know that, right? And I think it's cool that they kind of dove into that a little bit because you know. In this universe, in the show Supernatural, of course, the Nazis that are into the occult are going to be part of the supernatural universe. Yeah, because they were into into shit like that.
0: Yeah, they were the the occult in in a universe where the occult actually exists. um, Nazis stumbled upon it because why not? Uh, I. Yeah, but I agree with you, Travis. It didn't have to be Nazis. Like, Yeah. They... I, because
3: I, I also think that, at least back then, um, <laughs> it was easy to have Nazis as an enemy. Yeah. Because Nazis make an easy enemy. Because you can just say, oh, what is their motivation? They're literally Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we don't have to
0: stop to, that. We, we don't have to explain why the tool need to be fought against or why they are trying to, um, you know, f- fuck with this group of badass rabbis. Um, they're Nazis. End of sentence. Yeah, uh, exactly. But I think I, I do wonder if at one point, though, if they were thinking about going with like a Hydra route. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. At, well, it not hydra also kind of a nazi allegory
0: hydra is okay so i'm going completely based off of the captain america movies because i don't really know the comics very well but in the first captain america movie hydra is a nazi allegory complete with like the double zig thing right mm, and they do the yeah. little salute and it's like both arms instead of one um but, like, uh, I, I think in the movie, like, it's set during World War Two and actual Nazis exist. It's just, like, HYDRA is an even more secret, even more evil organization working within the SS party. I'm, like, 95% sure that's the plot of that movie. Um, wow. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not... Um. But, it, but it, it becomes clear as, like, like they might have had their roots in, you know, the SS party, but the Hydra eventually does, like, kind of break off into its own thing, and it's just like, fuck Hitler and whatever they've got going on. We're doing our own evil shit. Um, you know, so I, I'm wondering maybe if they were kind of going to go that way with the Thule, and the reason why I say that is because um, – uh there is that one moment where Torvald is or not Torvald, the main the main guy, Eckhart.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Eckhart is like, can we can we not the whole Nazi thing? Could we just could we not with the Nazis, please? Oh, just set yeah. that aside and everybody's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> Where does the name Tool come from? Thule. That's
1: a
3: good question. Tool. Thule.
1: They kept saying Thule in the episode.
0: Yeah. Thule.
3: Uh, I think it's just a cool name for their necromancer gang that they made up.
0: Okay. It sounds so familiar, but... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk. Oh, oh,
3: here we go. Hmm. Uh, The Thule Society, originally the... Oh, good Lord. Um, I'm just going to say the English translation. The study group for German antiquity was a German occultist uh, group in Munich named after a mythical northern country uh, country from from Greek legend. Hmm. The society is notable chiefly as the organization that sponsored... The DAP, which later reorganized by Adolf Hitler into the National Socialist German Workers' Party, so basically they were an organization that was an early, actually I think this was mentioned in the episode. They okay. were early sponsors of the Nazi Party.
0: Yeah, got it, got it. Yeah, Sam said like, that I believe. The minute you were like, they were a, a group that believes in a mythical island or a mythical country, I was like. Mm. White supremacist (laughs) like just um yeah so that that came together rather quickly okay so they're based off a real thing that's kind of interesting um Mm -hmm. but yeah what else did we like about this episode
3: um i liked the golem i think you've said this multiple times like the golem is really cool i did not think that i was going to like the golem Mm -hmm. uh and then i wound up really liking it
0: yeah I liked Aaron. I liked Aaron a lot and I liked his storyline. Mm. Um I would I would love to see Aaron again in this show.
2: Oh, that
3: would be so
0: wonderful. Yeah.
3: Especially like oh, I wish there needs to be a whole when when we remake Supernatural <laughs> in 15 to 10,000 years. Yeah. Um there needs to be at least an entire episode or at least like a sub arc dedicated to the people that the Winchesters met along the way yes. and didn't die. Like basically the normies that got exposed to the knowledge of the supernatural and let's see how they're faring now. Like yes. I would love to revisit uh, Aaron and the Ghost Facers and other people like that.
0: Um, I... Okay, so Aaron is, uh, first of all, incredibly intelligent. Yeah. Can we just talk about that? He manages to shadow Dean. And then, when Dean catches yeah. him, he successfully lies to him. Like, 10 out of 10, Aaron. In,
3: yeah, he's got it. He's got some high charisma roles.
0: For real. Uh, just a nat 20 on his bullshitting <laughs> abilities. Um, and I gotta say, like yeah super smart uh i love how so aaron's storyline is you know he was raised jewish but he's kind of let things slide the golem in his like here's why you suck speech he's (laughs) like you don't keep the sabbath you don't you eat pig you know you uh you don't speak Hebrew I don't know he mentions basically a bunch of stuff that we would expect like you know a good Jewish boy to learn and Mm -hmm. Aaron's like yeah I mean I basically did cheat my way through um uh Hebrew Hebrew school school. yeah um you know my parents just kind of let me get away with ever and didn't make me listen to my grandfather's crazy shit and now I have this golem on my you know door and you just, he's destroyed half my shit and I don't know what to do but by the end of the episode after coming up against literal Nazis he's decided to like recommit himself to his faith and like learn what his grandfather tried to teach him and I just like mm-hmm. I just love that I love that story for him and then on top of that he's super smart Um. Yeah, he's just a cool character. It's it's nice to see a normie go toe-to-toe with the Winchesters and, like, come out on top sometimes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I loved that scene he had with Dean. Mm -hmm. Like, I honestly... The way that whole thing was set up, I thought it was just for the goof. Mm -hmm. Like, when he actually showed up as the person who they're, like, looking for and stuff. Um i thought it was fantastic and just like the little when dean like notices him noticing him kind of situation and dean walks up he's like hey are you fucking following me yeah and aaron is just like oh man we met we (laughs) he basically missed connections dean yeah he's like when our eyes met i thought we had something
0: (laughs) and dean of course panics um uh and Aaron just stays as cool as the cucumber and my favorite line possibly my favorite line of the whole episode is Dean says this is a uh, federal investigation and Aaron goes is that supposed to make you less interesting yeah <laughs> oh like, god that was so of course, good of course of course And this is all Aaron just, like, bullshitting Dean. Um, He's not flirting with him. He actually thinks Dean's kind of a psychopath. Yeah. Uh, Which... I mean, finally, yes. Another thing I love in Supernatural is when, like, normal people have to interact with the Winchesters, and the Winchesters do highly illegal shit in front of them. And then... Oh, just yeah, like, when, uh, what the
3: fuck? when they burn the body of the first uh Thule member. Yes. He's just like, these guys are fucking psychos. Yes.
0: That was so good. Um. And then uh when he's like, why did you guys break in to everywhere you need to go? And they're like, <laughs> and Sam and Dean are like, yeah, our dad wanted us to make sure we had a backup job in case hunting didn't work out.
2: That's
0: so <laughs>
3: yeah the, there was just a lot of great character interaction in this episode, yeah like, between like Sam and Dean and Aaron,
0: yeah also, this is kind of a return to form with like the a plot has is a direct parallel to the B plot because mm-hmm. you know the story is about Aaron trying to like take the mantle from his grandfather and this story is also about Sam and Dean kind of becoming men of letters. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. From
0: their grandfather. Um, So, of course, it ends with Sam, like, you know, organizing the bunker and Dean being like, hell yeah, Sam, do your thing. Um, What else about this episode really stuck out to us? Um... Oh, I do want to mention real quick, uh, the scene with Aaron where he's flirting with Dean and Dean acts all flustered is another uh, something else that comes up in the Dean is by argument.
3: Yeah, that's. I was thinking about that, like in the moment of that scene.
0: Yeah. Um, and later in the episode... Uh, When Sam mentions that he's being followed Dean is like oh I also thought I was being followed but it wasn't that it was just a gay thing Um, and then later when they meet Aaron Dean says oh he was my gay thing Uh, so yeah (laughs) basically what I'm I
3: love awkward Dean
0: yeah it's so awkward Dean is so good
3: when Dean is caught off guard and he just doesn't know how to act yeah so good chef's kiss
0: um. Oh, this is what the Golem says about Aaron. He observes none of the mitzvahs. He labors on the Sabbath. Sabbath. He feasts on swine. And Aaron responds, "Everybody loves bacon." Not true, Aaron. Not true. Yeah, yet.
3: this was. I mean, this was twenty thirteen. It was the height of bacon flavored everything. Yeah. And, and like epic mealtime wrap shit in bacon.
0: epic mealtime.
3: Yeah, what a throwback that was,
2: huh?
0: Wow, I feel ancient. <laughs> I mentioned the word uh, blockbuster earlier in this episode, and I somehow feel older now. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Oh, man. Um, what did you think about Sam and Dean trying to find a way to, like, take down the golems?
3: Um, I mean it wasn't very long Yeah But it also uh, I mean I thought for a split moment I was like Sam and Dean have met their match Yeah Like The only way to know it, it, it seems like based on How the rest of the episode plays out The only way to know how to like Take care of a golem Is to know how to take care of a golem Yeah Like you basically have to know the command words. This, hang on. This episode in general with its magic was very D&D.
2: Oh, yeah. Like
3: necromancy and golems and like command words and spell concentration and shit like that. Because like the, um, the member of the duel in the library hits both Aaron and Sam with these like spell darts. Mm-hmm. And... The spell, like the dying spell, stops as soon as he gets killed. So it's like the spell concentration got broken. I don't. It, it, I've been playing a lot of D anD D lately, so maybe that's just where my brain is going. But all of the magic in this episode seemed very like D anD D inspired.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I will go ahead and say that D anD D was at least partly uh golem inspired. Mm-hmm. So golems do show up in D and D. Um yes. but obviously uh they're much, much older than D and D. Um, which we will talk about at the end of the episode when we get into the Freak of the Week. Uh which I'm very, very excited to talk about. Um but yeah. I definitely see what you mean especially like with the darts Um, we've also we have talked about the origin of necromancy on this show before about how necromancy isn't necessarily like raising the dead it can also just be communicating with the dead you know
2: mm-hmm.
0: every time hey you might think that ouija board is innocent fun but every time you get out your ouija board and talk to nana you're technically a necromancer and you have to be taken down by a paladin of light i'm sorry i don't make the rules
1: <laughs> i think explains why that guy in plate mail was outside of my house earlier
0: yeah he's just uh waiting to kill you because you've technically sinned against uh merida and her wait am i did i say that right the beacon A new hand touches the beacon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Um, But yeah, I... uh, So Sam and Dean, basically they're like, we have to figure out how to take down this golem dude because he is way too powerful for us to not know how to kill. Uh, Which is kind of fucked up. You just met him. Y'all are friends. Wait, you guys don't um, keep
1: detailed files on how to kill your friends
0: okay Batman no we do not <laughs> uh, No. I we learn don't. how to
3: fight everyone I meet <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys don't have files on how to kill me
0: no Ben stop asking us to make those files it's weird I also fi- I said, I, I, said I, I wouldn't share them
1: I have files for you <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> so I was just I was just making a Bad Mad reference.
0: <laughs> hey listeners, tell us how you would kill us. Contact us at Habcast. <laughs> Only under the most dire circumstances, like if we turn evil or something. Yeah. Obviously.
1: Yeah, if I if I join Hydra, how do you put me down?
0: Yeah, exactly. He poison um, my whiskey. Uh okay, I see you've made your own files. <laughs> um <laughs> So uh the um so they're like we gotta figure out a way to kill this golem. And it's not that they want to kill the golem, it's just that like they're concerned that the yeah, you know, that if Aaron can't get control of the golem, the golem might lose it. Um and so they talk about how like, oh, if we want to get control of this golem, we have to yank uh the scroll out of its mouth with it's like a magic scroll um, mm-hmm. which ends up being how uh, Eckhart the leader of the Thule uh, stops freezes the golem at the end of the episode during the pretty half ass climax yeah. I cannot yeah. state enough that this climax was pretty bad like
3: it had really bad um protagonist monologue syndrome. Yeah.
0: It just was like, it's one of those, we defeated the bad guy by talking, but not like, you know, we defeated the bad guy by talking because we talked him out of his wicked ways or like talked him down by convincing him that, you know, destroying us would lead to, you know, more pain for them. It was more like we just kind of talked until they got distracted and then like Dean shot him.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. well Aaron had a cool moment where he like realized how distracted that they were Mm -hmm. and then like just picked up a chunk of wood and went for it yeah Yeah. that's
0: true which was pretty good but it just felt kind of rushed which is really a shame because the rest of the episode was really good
1: yeah I feel like supernatural like in in these middle seasons it's suffering from what has happened namely with season six seven and what we've seen with eight yeah which is pacing issues and they keep trying to like squish two or three episodes into one Mm -hmm. and then sometimes we get an episode where like the problem could have been solved in 15 minutes and we could have extra shit yeah But it gets stretched out for 45 fucking minutes. But.
0: I will say, very rarely on Supernatural do we have a bad guy where the solution is to shoot it.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was like. They were just dudes. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, they are dudes that are technically immortal, so you do have to, you know.
3: Take them
1: seriously.
0: Like like set them on fire or else they come back but
2: right
0: um once i mean sam and dean set shit on fire like literally all the time so yeah. it's not very hard for them to do that mm-hmm. uh or yeah.
1: bro maniacs
0: all in all the fool pretty easy to handle once you like have a gun and yeah. they haven't frozen your golem yeah. golem um i do think that there is a little bit of like hey eckhart Just kill them. What are you doing?
3: Yeah, for real.
0: Just shut the fuck up and murder them. Um, This is why Sam and Dean survive everything. Because the bad guys are idiots sometimes.
3: Um, Yeah. You know, actually, speaking of that, I feel like there's been a trend lately in movies more than TV But there's been a trend in movies where, like, death is very, like, sudden and very effective. Mm -hmm. Because I know in the last year, I've seen at least two, maybe three movies where the main character dies, and they die at the hand of a gun very quickly and suddenly, and then the movie is over.
0: (laughs) Can you give an example of such a movie?
3: Um, I mean, it would be spoilers for the movie, but if no one cares, I'll say Uncut Gems.
0: That was the one movie
2: (laughs) (laughs) that (laughs) I was looking forward to
0: watching (laughs) unspoiler dirt. How fucking dare you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I've seen Uncut gems.
3: I know yeah, what you're talking I mean, about. C- yeah, because like, the whole movie is very like anxiety-inducing, and then at, in the end, the thing that he wants to happen happens, but then he gets shot and dies. Damn. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, um, the fact that that has been a trend, that people can just get shot and die, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be a whole fucking thing.
0: It's just like it is in real life, which is so weird. Yeah,
3: yeah. right. What
0: do you mean movies and TV reflecting d- d- real life? That's, that's strange. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh,
3: anyway. Um,
0: would you guys? Yeah. So this episode was written by uh, Ben Edlund, who has, Edlund. you know, written quite a few
3: Ooh, he's got some good ones.
0: Yep, quite a few episodes.
2: Ooh.
0: He's also wrote an episode of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Uh, he's written a couple episodes of Firefly, The Tick, and Angel. He's written a lot for The Tick, actually. Nice. Um, he also wrote in Supernatural, He's written. he wrote, as uh, Simon said, Night Shifter, Hollywood Babylon, Bad Day, of Black Walk, uh, Malleus Maleficarum, Ghost Facers, Monster Mo- Movie, Wishful Thinking, on the head of a pin the end abandon all hope my bloody valentine the devil you know and the third man so he's written some uh, pretty great episodes of supernatural yeah Uh, his more recent fair includes clap your hands if you believe the french mistake the man who would be king hello cruel world and how to win friends and influence monsters
3: all good stuff yeah so
0: except for that fucking fairy episode
3: yeah well nobody, nobody you know, can't win them all <laughs> yeah you
0: can look nobody's perfect um but yeah he's uh he's he's definitely i would say one one of the of all of his supernatural episodes they all tend to be pretty good and the reviews mm-hmm. for this episode are all come across as like you know 10 out of 10s 9 out of 10s etc cetera, etc cetera.
3: i mean that's to be expected
0: right um, <laughs> This episode was terrible I hated it 9 out of 10 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Uh,
0: Here's my favorite review 8 out of 10 It's titled Clay Man I liked the characters and the guys reaction To Sam and Dean IDKY but I always find seeing them Through the eyes of other characters entertaining I wasn't too sold on the Nazi thing But the characters were fun 8 out of 10 Oh, nice. oh shit no, I have a new favorite review. 8 out of 10, Hitler? where is the Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of uncomfortable with seeing somebody treat the one like Golem as just nothing. I don't know. I just feel unfair to him. Like when this show treat, treats Cass and Crowley in unfair situations for some times, and what Aaron did. It was naturally normal. He was a young guy. Lucky those two uh, were great together. The Golem's pretty cool. Agreed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the title of this and the title of this episode, nope. I thought the necromancer was Hitler. <laughs> I I know it would be based on Nazi or World War ii story, but I can't find more clues about Hitler. And the main character, like Hitler, uh, won't die easily, right? Oh no! So I noticed for the last few minutes, I felt this would continue because it seemed um, that Sam had solved the Thor problem as well. So this person also thinks that the Thor are going to come back, Travis. Mm-hmm. And they wrote this review in uh, May of
2: 2020. Damn. Oh, so good grief. Holy little shit. did they know
0: the year we were about to all have. Uh, yeah. Nice. So uh, This person.
1: I'm looking at their reviews on IMDb. They have gone through and reviewed so
3: much of Supernatural. Hell. Maybe they watch an episode and then review it. Yes. Like, who fucking does that? What nerd? What dork?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. What
3: dweeb? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Would, what, would do such a thing.
0: assholes.
3: I bet he does one a week. Like some kind of <laughs> weirdo. You know
0: no, what he, I'm a fan of? I'm a fan hmm. of the person of... Uh, I'm a fan of this person's um, I like Review the, titles
1: Yeah I'm, I like the cut of their jib No sometimes yeah. they do them like once Like one a day, two a day But then take a break every once in a while
0: Slicing yeah. onions with pleasure It's my favorite review title I can't wow. wait to get to that one
1: <laughs> Deep relationship play with fire That Another is, Prince that of is Hell. pretty good. This person should have named Episodes of Supernatural
0: Oh my God! They they did a review for bugs and it's. I did my best to like this episode, but I can't. Frowny face. (laughs) We should have this person on the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah, this first this this reviewer is amazing. Hell yeah! Ten out of ten.
1: Ten out of ten would read again. Yeah.
0: yeah. Please understand. Uh, this episode is not a ten out of ten for me. I give it a se- I give it a seven out of ten.
3: I Give it a seven and a half, maybe even an eight.
0: Okay. What do you give it, Ben?
3: Six point nine. Are nice. you going to give everything a six point nine? <laughs> maybe. Fucking maybe.
1: Uh, this one I really mean it because I don't think. I uh, the pacing for me they had some really cool shit I'll give it that mm-hmm. but this should have been a two-parter and it should have set up something bigger than what it did I feel like they got really lucky by throwing a lot of stuff in the kitchen sink yeah and it worked but it doesn't it doesn't work great for me I also um, really want a, a, a yeah a Castle Wolfenstein game where Jensen Ackles voices uh, B.J. Blazkowicz.
3: Hell yes. Oh.
0: Yeah, I will say I, I'm pretty sure that during the review of the movie The Possession, I mentioned how nice it is to see like aspects of Jewish mysticism. Mm-hmm. used in fantasy cuz you just you never get to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um and again, golems are just so cool that yeah, it's always it's always nice to see uh to see golems appear in media, especially when they're not like, you know, the bad guys.
2: Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Not that I'd
0: say they're I actually I can't really think of any media that I've seen Where they do appear as the bad guys. But I don't Um,
3: know. Yeah, honestly, you're right. I can't really...
0: I feel like I've seen an episode of another television show where they do. And I was just kind of like, ugh. I don't like this. Do you guys want to learn a little bit more about golems? Absolutely. Are we ready to get into the freak of the week? Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. So we're not talking about Nazis because... You know, Duh. Duh. And we're not talking about necromancers because we've already talked about necromancers on this show. So this week we're talking about golems. Uh, they are awesome. That My feelings on golems can be summed up by that one Marge Simpson potato meme. I just think they're neat. Like, <laughs> just me holding a golem in my hand. Yeah, I just think they're neat. Um, but they are officially... An animated anthropomorphic being in Jewish folklore that is made out of clay or mud. Usually, um, uh, they kind of are a mixed bag personality-wise. Much like clay, they can be molded to kind of be whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Moment Magazine, a um, independent magazine about American Jews. Uh, describes them as a highly mutable metaphor with seemingly l- limitless symbolism. It can be a victim or villain, Jew or non-Jew, man or woman, or sometimes both. Over the centuries, it has been used to connect war, community, isolation, hope, and despair. Um, golems have been around for a very long time. In fact, uh, the golem was uh, used in the Bible in Psalm 139, 16, um, to mean my light form or raw material. And they appear in the Talmud for the first time uh, with Adam, who is originally a golem.
3: Yeah. Like, isn't that the thing? Adam was made from clay.
0: Yes. You know, from dust to dust. Mm. Yeah. Uh, But um, God basically, like, spoke life into him. Right, right. So Adam sort of became a man. That, by the way, is an ability exclusive to God. Uh, rabbis, when they're creating golems, cannot necessarily speak life into them. Sorry. Right. Um. So why would you create a golem? Well, for three reasons. One, maybe you want to show off your mastery of the Kabbalah, which is a uh, book of Jewish mysticism. Two, maybe you want a cool servant to hang around and do shit for you. Or three, maybe you want to provide protection for the Jewish community. Historically, the Jewish communities had some trouble in this world.
3: Uh, That's an understatement. Yeah. I was,
0: <laughs> 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 um, and, in fact, one of the most story famous stories about a golem, the golem of Prague, is... Uh, has its main character a golem name or golem named joseph created to protect uh the jewish community of prague from um pogroms people accusing you know innocent jews of blood libel and all sorts of uh nasty nasty shit Mm-hmm. I bring up the Golem of Prague because the other main character in that story is a very famous rabbi named, and I just want to apologize to his family for getting this name wrong, Judah Lo Ben Benzelil, uh, a 16th century rabbi, also known as the Maharel or the uh, teacher. Um, rabbi Lo was... Uh, An extremely important uh, thinker and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Philosopher? Yeah, we'll go with philosopher. Um, But he was known for his work on the Torah and the Talmud um, and his his, uh, insight on Jewish philosophy and Jewish mysticism. He was a real person who actually existed, and supposedly, so the legend goes, he created a golem out of uh, the mud from the river around, uh, you know, in Prague. Nice. Um, to protect the Jewish people. Uh, so. I tried to look this up and I couldn't really find anything about it. So if any of our listeners have like a key into this, please let me know. Um, but do you know the part of the episode where he has the scroll in his mouth and that pops out and he like can't, you know, freezes. move? Yeah, he yeah. freezes. Um, so in the Golem of Prague, there's a thing called a Shem. Now I looked up Shem, and for those of you who don't know, Shem is the oldest son of uh, Noah? Yes, of Noah. Um, But in this story, it talks about how Rabbi Lo deactivated the Golem on Friday evenings by removing the Shem before the Sabbath so as to let it rest on Sabbath. Um, One Friday... Rabbi Lowe forgot to remove the Shem and feared that the golem would desecrate the Sabbath. Uh, basically, this is like talking about how the golem kind of got corrupted and went on like a rampage um, and had to be essentially like deactivated. Uh, this is all coming from Wikipedia, by the way. A different story tells of a golem that fell in love and when rejected became violent a violent monster. Um, some versions have the golem eventually going on a murderous rage. Uh, the rabbi then, you know, kind of deactivates it by pulling the shem from his mouth, and in front of the uh, synagogue, the golem fell to pieces. According to legend, the golem's body was stored in the attic of the old new synagogue, uh, where it could be restored to life when needed. Uh, also, according to a legend, um, a Nazi aide that went into the synagogue during World War II and tried to stab the golem, but the Nazi died instead. Uh, and some Orthodox Jews believe that this golem is uh, in the attic of the synagogue, but you know, we nice. don't know because the attic is not open to the general public. So, oh man, yeah, we'll we never know, as a secret <laughs> we thing. can't check on it. Um, yeah, but uh, according to one source I found, there's different ways to sort of create a golem, you can either uh, write Uh, the real name of God on a scroll and put it in the golem's mouth to activate it much like we saw in the episode Um, you can also write the Hebrew word for truth truth on its chest and that'll activate it Um, and you know you can use it to sort of do your bidding and protect your your people hell yeah Yeah. Um, golems appear a lot in uh, popular culture Uh, some of the some famous works that have a golem in it uh, includes a disc world novel feet of clay oh yeah a golem also appears in the wheel of time series Uh, a golem appears in the amazing adventures of cavalier clay uh, which makes sense because Cavalier, The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, is about two Jewish comic book writers mm-hmm. during World War II. Uh, Golem appears in American Gods. Um, golems appear in. Uh, there's actually a, you know, 1920s movie by German director Paul Wegner called. The Golem, How We Came into the World.
2: Hmm. There's
0: a 1936 movie named Le Le Golem. Hmm. Uh, There's an X-Files episode about a golem. Oh. Yeah. A golem appears in a Simpsons episode. Damn. There's
1: golems everywhere. There's
0: golems all over the place. I'm just knee deep in golems. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Golems, I just think they're neat. <laughs> so they're just kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah.
3: Oh yeah, and I, I mentioned earlier just the concept of golems in D anD. D. They appear there. Um, there's an exceptional use of one in the Adventure Zone uh, in the Balance story. I believe it's. Oh, I don't remember what the arc is called. But basically, there's a a golem, and he's really good, because it's a clay golem, but there's a little talking bird attached to it.
0: That's great. Yeah, golems don't normally talk, um, which they deviate from in the episode, so that he can deliver some truly sick birds. Yeah.
3: I was surprised when the golem talked, spoke.
0: Sam mentions that in the episode. Uh, he mentions that Golans don't traditionally talk, and then this one is, you know, acting out of character, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's my Freak of the Week. and.
3: Hell yeah. It's been a while since we had one of those. Yeah,
0: I mean, well, Supernatural's been, you know, it's kind of funny. Because um, at the beginning of the season, we talked about that Jeremy Carver quote about how he felt that Supernatural had kind of gotten... Bogged down in its lore and hadn't really been like inventing new stories,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but then the first half of the season seemed really dedicated to you know this Crowley plot. Um, sure, we had some new intri- things introduced with like Benny and Sam's girlfriend Amelia, the mm-hmm. tablets. I guess kind of. I mean, they were well. One of the tablets was a season seven thing, but you know the tablets being expanded. Yeah. Um, but uh, this episode seems to really like, hey, no, we're we're gonna tell more stories. It's not just all gonna be stuff you've seen before. Yeah, uh, which is good.
3: Yeah, I think that's why I liked this episode and the previous episode. Yeah, because it's like, oh, finally, some good fucking episodes. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've had a pretty uh, good run. Again, I I would I wouldn't say that this episode was as good as. The last episode,
2: Thank you, um, Brian,
0: yeah, but it's not bad.
3: It's a good follow-up. Okay,
0: yeah.
1: yeah,
3: yeah. I would say it's a good like where we go next situation.
0: Right. Uh, speaking of, mm-hmm. where do we go next, Travis? What is the next episode of Supernatural? And what is that episode about? That episode is called Trial and Error.
3: Um, so, Sam and Dean are chilling in the bunker and then they accidentally get locked in a closet and they have to find a way to get out of the closet and they have a bunch of, there's like for some reason, in this one specific closet, there is a lot of like puzzles and like clocks and a little notepad. And if they don't get out within an hour, they'll lose the challenge.
0: What is this? What's what is? It's this? an escape room. <laughs> oh, okay. They
3: themselves into an escape room.
0: Yeah. No, I I can see it. Okay. Well, I don't I don't know if that's going to happen next week. But if it does, we'll talk about it. On Hey Assbutt! Thank yeah. you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more from us, check out our website, Habcast.com, where you can find links to all of our social media, including our Twitter and Instagram, ha- at Habcast, and our Facebook, Hey Assbutt and Supernatural Podcast. Um, you can also get access to our Patreon, where for $3 a month, we review things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural, not supernatural, That is always a super fun time. Uh, Most recently, we did an episode on Evil Dead 2. We've done Freaky. We've uh, reviewed the greatest movie of all time, Devour. It's just a lot of fun. Go check that out. Help support the show. Help make it run. Send us to Adult Space Camp. (laughs) Um, Until next time, have fun.
3: And don't die.
0: Bye. <laughs> I was like, oh god, it's never gonna end. We live here now, we live in the episode.